0: It's Amy's Table, A Girl's Guide to Living, with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us.
1: Americans are obsessed with grilling, and here to help master the backyard grill is Chef David Guas. He's the award-winning cookbook author, restaurant chef, and host of Travel Channel's High Heat. High Steaks Grilling Competition Show, American Grilled. And he's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about his book, Grill Nation 200 Surefire Sure-fi Recipes, Tips, and Techniques to Grill Like a Pro. Hi, David. Welcome to Amy's Table. Hey, how are you? Well, what a topic, first of all. I think that if anything can spark a little debate, get things heated up, it is people talking about grilling. Everyone has their favorite recipe, technique, you know, but I'm glad we're going to get the real deal information we need from you today. And let's just jump in. Give us a little right. Grilling 101.
0: Well, you know, it's it's really about um, whatever your preference is from charcoal to gas to to hardwoods or a combination of the three um you know and, and don't be don't be scared to to, to just get out there and, and practice and play around with something that's i think that's the biggest fear people think they're going to do something wrong or they're going to oversmoke something or, or overheat it or overcook it and and really it's about just learning your grill
1: well let me you, ask you, you do you have a preference over gas or wood or charcoal
0: you know, obviously in the book, we talk about, you know, everything, because we want people to understand that it can be done any with any tool that you have, any mm-hmm. type of grill that you have. Uh, myself, I was raised in a house uh, that was all natural charcoal. Um, my dad cooked that way, and therefore, that's how I cook. Right. I never questioned it, I just accepted it, and, and now I appreciate it, and... Uh, uh, I am very grateful that uh that is the way he showed me. I know no other way mm-hmm. I have cooked on gas grills, of course, but never owned one.
1: Mhm- well, it's funny because I agree that charcoal is so amazing, and of course wood is is amazing too. but for me, it's the convenience of every night. I don't necessarily have the time you know to to set up a charcoal fire as opposed to going and pushing the little starter button on my gas grill but sure, yeah, so I people
0: mean, that's, that's that is a real a real life and real world situation. So, you know, it, it is. If 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 you can find a way that is a little faster, uh, and you can kind of balance, you know, your weeks out that way, where it may be a, a Monday a push of the button and get the uh, the gas grill going, as opposed to the slower a little bit more relaxing weekends that some people have that, uh, you know, you have a little bit more time to throw some charcoal in the chimney starter and get it going.
1: Exactly. Well, I like that you say we can play around with all of them. But, you know, aside from fear, the fear people have of grilling, what do you think are some of the mistakes that people make that are easiest to correct for a successful grilling experience?
0: You know, a lot of people kind of grew up and, and learned to just pile up a bunch of charcoal in the center of the grill uh, or, or you know, scatter at the, the full bottom. Um, if you can kind of take what normally you do, uh, the amount wise, cut it in half and, and zone your your grill. You know, put it in one section or a half of it, or or a third of the grill, uh, and, and 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 pile up your charcoal that way. Get it going, and it, so in the case of a gas grill, it would be don't fire up all all the grills, um, all the thermostats, and all the burners. You know, give yourself a a landing spot for protecting your proteins, your veg, uh, with some indirect heat. So what I mean by that is, you know, we, we're always fighting for surface area on our grills, regardless of how large our grills are. You know, it's like having a large house. You know, you, you move in, you say, oh, this is such a big house. And then all of a sudden, two years later, you've you filled it. And like, <laughs> the Walls are closing. It's the same thing with a grill. Yep. You can buy the big mama jambas and get out there and say, wow, look at all this surface area. And then next thing you know, you're a couple weekends into it and you're like fighting for that space. So if you zone your charcoals and give yourself a spot, that you can pull things off of direct heat and put it on indirect you'll you'll really have you know a place a safe place for your items to go so you know if you get flare ups or anything like that you can just throw it right onto the indirect portion of the grill and that kind of is a, just that alone that sort of that safety blanket that 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 idea that you know you have a place to to put your salmon your meat your your chicken or your vegetables or what have you uh, is is a smart way to go about
1: it. That is. You're in control. You know, it makes me think of years ago in cooking classes when I would have people just learning to cook and something would start to really boil or smoke. And people would oh, yeah. say, they'd be like, oh, and, no, oh, no. Right. And I'd just say, hey, here's an idea. Lift the pot off the heat or, you know, turn it down. And you're giving you people... You what
0: happens? You panic. You have like yeah. panic. So if you have that mapped out a little bit, because you can almost anticipate that and plan for a flare-up, which is going to happen. So, you know, with the oils and the heavy fats and things like that, depending on what proteins you're using or olive oil that you've maybe, you know, doused your vegetables with, there, there are going to be flare-ups. There's going to be things that hit the coals from the top of the grill that may cause a flare-up. So, you know, it's it's important to have a, a, a secondary plan.
1: Yeah, I think that makes so much sense. Well, okay, so we're going to zone our grills. One of the things that I know sometimes people do is they, they come in and they're just like, they blast. You know, we're going to grill this puppy on high heat and that's it. So you really suggest there are some options there as well, going low and slow versus high and hot. And when do we use which?
0: Yeah, you know, it's depending on, I can speak on proteins, you know, it it really is about the size. If you're, if you're somebody that likes to do, you know, big old pork butts and, you know, the sh- beautiful shoulders and, you know, these sort of heavy working uh, cuts, you know, what I mean by that is like, you know, areas of the animal that that sort of get a lot of work, muscly type of uh, parts, you know, you're going to want to be slow and low. That's the only way that you're going to be able to break down that muscle and create a tender, uh, finished uh, piece of meat. Uh, You know, whether they're pork cheeks or beef cheeks, you know, anything that gets a lot of action on the animal is going to really require the slow and low. Um, You know, things like you know, thin fillets of fish and salmon and, uh, you know, groupers and things like that. And, uh, you know, even, you know, trout. You, you you can kind of be in the middle at that point, not mm-hmm. low and low, but not... You know, three, four hundred, five hundred degrees. You know, grilling. For me, the the hot, hot, hot grilling is okay if you have that landing spot, that, that sort of indirect area. So get a, create a good crust on a piece of steak, whether it's a ribeye or a strip um, or a hanger steak, which I absolutely adore. Skirt steaks. Mm-hmm. You know, I like a char. I like you know a direct heat, good good flame, hot hot grill uh make a couple turns car- start the crust and the caramelization but then you can kind of pull the meat off uh and and sort of balance it in between the sort of the direct heat and the indirect heat uh those type of meats um, you know can can withstand sort of that high high heat um you know like i said those larger larger parts and and larger pieces you know that the sort of more muscle based really tend to be the uh, you know built for the slow and low
1: and of course in in when you do the low and slow and low you're using your grill a bit like a roaster or the oven and after you've gotten that nice crust on the steak and you move it to the lower zone you're sort of roasting again and i i think that makes so much sense and i bet it's clearer to a lot of people but here's the other thing it seems like everybody's smoking everything these days (laughs) i should say food wise (laughs) that came out kind of funny (laughs) But yes. I think that um I love the flavor of smoked meats and smoked foods and you right. actually have ways for us to turn our grills into a smoker without having to go out and buy one.
0: That's correct. I mean, you know, there's all kind of techniques. I mean, for me personally, you know, I'll I'll lift that, that that bottom grill and I'll put a pan of water uh in the belly of my grill and then I'll, you know, have some chips that I've soaked um or chunks you know i prefer the larger pieces of wood um, because they're going to they're going to smoke in a more gradual and slower way you know if you've got that dust of the pellets or or sort of the sawdust if you will um really fine chips they yeah, they're going to smoke up pretty quick now depending on what you want those are great um, if you've got something that requires a little bit more time on it and you want to be softer with it in its temperature i suggest having a slower release smoke with larger chunks of wood, whether it's cherry or or apple or what have you. So putting the water at the bottom really helps to kind of just create a moist environment. You know because the other tendency is is for this this meat uh, or, or whatever you're smoking to dry out you know mm-hmm. here you are dropping the temperature and going a little little longer to really envelop that smoke flavor in a slower sort of cooking method you really can can dry it out so add that extra foil pan of, of water at the bottom and then use your your wood chunks if you will and uh, and always obviously make sure you're, you're working off a grill that you can lid and now you want a little bit of airflow at the bottom in your flue because you don't want to completely put your 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 fire out so creating a very very small uh, you know, cross ventilation to keep your fire going, but obviously not, uh, you know, invite flare ups is kind of the key.
1: Well, I've got to tell you, this is really a good companion for your summer grilling and, of course, will inspire you to grill year round. It's Grill Nation 200 Surefire Recipes, Tips, and Techniques to Grill Like a Pro by David Guas. And, you know, I'm looking at one thing that I know people have a lot of questions about, and that is grilling fish and shellfish and just send us off today with a tip for grilling a great piece of fish on our backyard grill.
0: You know, know that sort of the oil content is really important, you know, again about the flare-ups. So, salmons tend to be sort of oilier and and mackerel and bronzino and and things like that from the mackerel family. But, you know, for the most part, um, you know, having that protective area of that indirect is really key. And you really want a hot hot grill for fish because they tend to stick um so really the only way around that is coating your grill really well with a little bit of oil before you get started and make sure that guy is super hot
1: There you go. That's going to release the fish and not give you those little tiny pieces of stuck fish all over your grill. And
0: you know what? Also use the skin on to insulate it, you know. You may not want to eat the skin depending on what fish it is, but keep it on if you're going to slap it under the grill. That really will help buffer the the, the fish.
1: There you go. Well, make sure to look for David's book, Grill Nation, 200 Surefire Recipes, Tips and Techniques to Grill Like a Pro by Chef David Guas. You can also find him on the Travel Channel's American Grilled. And David, thank you so much for all the information today. It's going to make everybody's summer a little bit more delicious.
0: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tobin. Yeah. Q102.